The following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Here I am with my wolf pack of five of thinking outside the long box with one Gabe Doyle, Tim, John Still, and whoever else shows the fuck up. Oh, that's isn't that next episode? <laughs> You come up with 210 of these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and we're live. Continuing in the horror vein, we will be talking about the Netflix original, quote unquote. Again, <laughs> because I'm people. not 100% sure if this comes from French television first or if it's genuinely a Netflix original. And I haven't bothered to look it up. Uh, but we will be talking about Marianne tonight. Uh, does do we have? I didn't look it up. I forgot to look it up. Shit! I I, I was looking it up and I and I I'm good here. Just like so stopped. It, yeah, I did. We, I got distracted. It's a French horror web television series created and directed by Samuel Bowden. Uh, the plot revolves around a young novelist Emma who realizes that the characters she writes in her horror novels are also in the real world. The series her was horror novels, her horror, her horror novels, her horror novels. <laughs> the series was released on 13 September 2019 on Netflix and canceled on January 2020. Oh, um, so this I... gets this gets no second season, no second yeah. season, which, which is fucking me. weird. The yeah, first Gabe, season, super good. Gabe, I am very, very flattered, but I mean, would you please stop talking about my cock? Seriously, I can't. I, I can't. Don't don't think I didn't hear you mention it when you said horror vein. Okay. <laughs> so that's horror because I don't want to look at it. <laughs> Why does your dick sound like a medieval weapon from the Tolkien universe? <laughs> the horror, the, the vein. horror vein. <laughs> what vein? One vein to rule them all. <laughs> <laughs> and in the darkness, bind them. That's uh, right. He does a lot of binding. I don't yeah. know if it binds, but things do get a little sticky. Anyway, keep going. Oh, now. wow. <laughs> so, what... Uh, I've watched about three episodes of this. I'm for sure finishing this. Probably tonight. Uh, this show is... Probably one of my favorite tropes in horror fiction, the horror author that is being haunted by his or her characters. Like Stephen King has done this a few times, like really well, like Dean Koontz has done this really well. Uh, This is fucking awesome. Like this is really, really creepy. Um, Everybody's supposed to drink right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if everybody's (laughs) supposed to, but I am. I mean, I'm drinking a seltzer water, but that's... I took it a little. I took it a little too far recently, John. Doyle's <laughs> <laughs> been banned from drinking during the show. <laughs> no shit! Holy fuck! That was way too far. Yeah, you know, I thought <laughs> I could drink a full bottle still... of Crown. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I could, but there were side effects. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That is hands down the best intro the show may have ever had (laughs) when when Doyle did it drunk (laughs) oh man you took away my moment Juan 
<laughs> so good. The best, so the best why is that it, not on a shirt? The best you part took away it, my moment. I totally thought that I pissed myself, but when I woke up, I was like, hey, I didn't. This is good news. <laughs> this is good news. I love it. Oh, shit. All right. So I know Doyle is familiar with this movie, so I'm going to ask you guys too. Uh, there is a Sam Neill movie that is directed by John Carpenter called In the Mouth of Madness. Have any of you guys yeah. seen this? So, I've seen part of it, but I've never seen it through. I'm shaking my head. So no. This this TV show is basically if you took the premise of In the Mouth of Madness, where this writer has like created this world that's coming to life around him, and it's not a happy world, and did it from the writer's perspective and then expanded it out to like a whole like series, man, this shit hits like every high note for me. Like this is 100% my kind of horror period. This is my kind of horror and horror. (laughs) I just thought this show was fucking expertly cast and written. Like it is creepy right off the fucking bat. Fuck. Yes, it is. Like it's not, I mean, like, it, well, I guess at this point, it's pretty hard to just, like outright be scared by a show. But there are scenes in this where I'm definitely like, if something. So th- this like, was my favorite well, thing we watched this week. It was yeah. by by and far away the, my favorite thing we watched this week. And I was watching it normally with all the lights on in the middle of the day. And there were scenes where I was walk because I walk behind my couch when I'm watching shit. My hair was standing on end and I was literally had goosebumps because it was never we t- and we talked about this the last the la- a couple times ago. It, it hardly had jump scares the way that American horror films have them. It lingered for a while and there were times where you would see the glowing face in the corner and just the eyes. And that was enough for me. It was enough to freak me the fuck out because it was just the talking and the dialogue between her and the f- crazy ghost in the corner that's not attacking me. Like, it, it was just, it was unnerving. Yeah. It was unsettling for me. If you've seen Hereditary, it has a lot of scenes like Hereditary where there's just like a creepy-ass shit in the background. Yes. Like, what the fuck is that? And, and, it doesn't, and, doesn't, and it doesn't do anything. Wasn't there a recent American movie with the exact same premise? An author's story comes to life. I can't think of what it is right offhand. I mean, it's very possible. I'll have to go, I'll have to go Google it real quick. There was a, there was a movie not too long ago, and I of thought course, you were being thought, sarcastic for a second. No. There's, a, com- there's <laughs> yeah, a comedy could, with the same concept. That's a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, are you thinking of that? A Will Ferrell movie? Or are you thinking of the one with uh, not Will Ferrell, but uh, what was the guy in the uh, Mummy movies? Uh, uh, Brandon uh, Frazier. Brandon Frazier. Frazier. Brendan Frazier. Yeah, Brendan Frazier with Monkey Bone. It was very similar. That's not recent. <laughs> oh, Defi- yeah. That's definitely not recent and definitely not, not similar. Like, in, like that, oh. in that this show is really good and the other one is Monkey Bone. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that, like, there, was a, there was a recent show that came out about an author and I, I don't know where I saw it. I'm have to go look. I don't know maybe if it was one of those Netflix or or Prime original type things, but it was a very recent American release. I never would have stumbled across this show if Doyle wouldn't have recommended it. Never. It hasn't shown up in any of my feeds. I've never seen an ad for it. I've never heard of it. Which is why I think it got canceled, maybe. 
And there's so much stuff like that out there. Like, you know, there's, if there's this show just flying under the radar for like people that are actively engaged in talking about pop culture, how many other amazing fucking shows are flying under the radar? Cause this shit was really good and really disturbingly scary in a way that I, I had a very similar experience to one. I was watching an episode today while I was making my coffee and I was watching it on my Kindle with my headphones on making coffee. And then I'm drinking coffee and I had to like put my coffee down and just kind of stare at the screen and be like, (laughs) okay, that is fucked. (laughs) And like the moments that are like that are so intense and they, they just hold like in that first episode when the lady hangs herself it yeah. just holds on that moment and the antis you know you know she's going to jump because that's where the movie has or the show has to go but it just <laughs> holds on to the moment for as long as it possibly can before she kills herself and it is fucked up like it is super super fucked up the first episode has many a fucked up scenes like when she pisses herself and makes the girl put her hand in her crotch <laughs> oh jesus like, right up there i'm just like good and, god and the girl's just sitting there just letting it happen the other girl that's oh. just how the, that's just how the french say hello <laughs> i, I call that the french tickler i i think they chose marianne i guess it's not technically marianne she's possessed this older lady i think they chose her perfectly she's got she's got the face for a fucking creepy old possessed person the smile goes way up and the wrinkles i mean it's it just looks like somebody who's gonna slaughter me in my sleep like it's it's insane no no cgi no nothing just a creepy looking old lady man wouldn't that be shitty though as an actor What's your calling card? I make a perfect creepy old lady. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got the guy that played Pennywise. He's like, I make a perfect creepy fucking guy. Oh, Skarsgård or whatever. Yeah. And then him again in Castle Castle Rock. He's like just as crazy in that. And he's not even wearing like weird makeup. The the old guy from Phantasm made a career out of it. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Steve Buscemi made a career looking weird. Yeah, but he's funny weird. That's different. <laughs> like, what's your calling card? I'm goofy and funny looking. It's way more upbeat than I look like a demon possessed old lady. <laughs> For some reason, when you said Bashimi, I just imagine Gilbert uh, Godfrey you know, trying to play the creepy old lady. <laughs> the only, the only, the That's only the movie everyone possessed. wants now. Yeah, the only demon possessed old lady I could think of in the U.S. is Rosie O'Donnell. So Ooh, wow. maybe Roseanne Barr too. <laughs> yeah. I think Roseanne is just. I think they're just the same person yes. with split personality disorder. Yes. <laughs> on so how, how how hilarious is it that Roseanne literally has a nut farm though? So you know. <laughs> when, you know <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, this has a... well, she can't get it any other way. Sorry, had to let the had to let the beer out. Ninety three percent critic score, eighty eight percent audience score. So it's really highly rated, even though it's not getting a second season. Right. Do you think this got like the Firefly treatment? Like, why would something apparently so good not make it? 
I just think nobody heard about it, man. Like I watched one hundred percent with Doyle. Like I, I don't think re- anybody knows about it. I don't even remember how I found it. Like six months ago, I just happened to watch it, and then yeah, I've wanted to watch it again ever since then. So we got to this. This seemed like the perfect time to recommend it, but um, there's but yeah, another. I have no idea how this show is not being picked up again, and yeah, I don't know. Bugs my mind. Maybe they'll get back to it with enough uh, streams or something. Something like Shudder would do really good taking this on for a second season. Yeah. Shudder's doing some good things right now. Shudder is doing some really good things. The Creep Show TV show is awesome. Cursed Films is really good. Like, I really dig Shudder. It's like one of the few, like, kind of free things that, you know, streaming companies and different, like, tech companies were giving out for free because of the coronavirus that I kept and kept paying for because it's really, really good. There's a lot of cool shit on there. The first article I see here says the horror series is yet another casualty of Netflix's growing willingness to cancel a show before subscribers can find it. Huh. Yeah, it could be because like you said, I've seen... I saw no push for this show either. Like, if I remember back, I think I honestly found it because I was watching someone review something on YouTube and they happened to mention it. And that's probably the only reason I even found the show. Huh. Dana Edelson says, my mom said it was scary, but awesome. I'm going to 100% agree with your mom. So there you go. (laughs) If you haven't watched it, you should, because it's creepy as fuck and it's really good. If you love horror, this is definitely the series to watch. Yeah, it's it's super fucking freaky. Like, so let's go around because we went long on the last two. And I think we took all our steam out of just talking about general horror stuff. (laughs) So let's go around right now. Tim, what what would you give this this show? A shot because he didn't watch it. Hey. So so <laughs> I didn't I just didn't have time to watch it, but generally with horror I'm not the biggest fan unless it's it's really plot driven. Which um, this is big time. So you know, listening hearing you guys talk about it for the last thirty or forty, however long we're going now. Uh, I, I'm probably going to check it out. I just I I can't do two shows at one time, guys. Come on. <laughs> I yeah, can, as I soon can, as I saw, that was that was as soon really as I saw there were two shows, I was like, ooh, okay. I'm probably not going to get through all this. We we I try mean, Kingdom was my pick, and I wanted to watch it, so that's the one I went with. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we try not to do two shows, but they're they're really short shows. So I I mean they're they're long in the time that they're on anywhere from I think they vary, which is kind of weird, but anywhere from like 39 to 52 minutes. But Kingdom was only six episodes, and I think this was only eight episodes. Yeah, something like that. Well, Kingdom was hard for me to finish because each episode is an hour long. So they vary, which is weird. They there there's not that there's a huge variance, but there are some episodes that are only thirty nine or forty two minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was just really hard for me to burn through, burn through the one. I started the first episode of uh, Marianne, and uh, Marianne, it's, it's Marianne. And it's it does look pretty dope. I'm just not far off far enough into it to really have an opinion yet. All right, how about you, Doyle? What do you think? Um, I obviously liked it. I suggested it to you guys, but um, yeah, I think it goes back to what can't remember who said it earlier, but it's everything that American, for the most part, horror is not doing right now. Um, as in, it's good. <laughs> it's actually- <laughs> It's more. It's more Hashtag than just accurate statement. <laughs> yeah, as in it's more than just this is a creepy thing. Ah, there's a jump scare. It's like a nah. This is like a psychologically freaky thing that like builds and builds and builds and like 
just slowly gets creepier and creepier as you watch it. So I enjoyed the fuck out of this show. I think I binge watched this show like in one night and then had one night of scary ass dreams and then woke up. (laughs) (laughs) There, There really isn't a lot of like dead space in this show. You know, no. you, when they're moving scene to scene or they're having dinner or, or whatever, there's a plot that's being driven or there's something creepy happening at the same time. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't sound like they waste a lot of screen time. No, this show so doesn't have a filler episode, I don't think, which is super random. Like, every show I watch seems to have filler episodes where it's just like, this episode just exists because the writers were fucking tired or some shit. And they're just like... Poop this out, but this show doesn't have one of those, in my opinion. It really so, doesn't. Uh, gentlemen, it just hit me. The American movie where the horror author's creations come to life and terrorize the town. R.L. Stein. It's fucking, it's fucking goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just thought of it as you said it out loud. It just connected in my brain. Jesus. Goosebumps was a fun movie. That, movie, I, that is I a fun movie. Fun. Really fun. I, I have really one did. and two. They're so good. I, need yeah, to I love making those. I love no. Jack Black. It was fucking irking me. I was like, wait, I know this plot. I know this. Plot. Dude, that's what irks you. Movies so there's much. A, that... There's a movie that I can't remember the title of, and it's going on months now. And I Google the premise, and then nothing comes up. Go and it's about the, it's about a Reddit. it's about a. I'm gonna have to, but it's about a fucking book that slowly drives you mad as you read it and tries to kill you, but also erases your memory of the parts you've read. So to get the only way to survive is to get to the end, but to get to the end, like the guy's like making like videotape of himself, reading chapters and like post-it notes everywhere. Cause the the book will try to lead you into situations that murder you and it itself murders you. And I can't fucking remember the name of the movie. So there's a, there's a Reddit, there's a Reddit, channel called tip of my tongue yeah go go on there type the premise out somebody's gonna tell you what movie that is i will have to do that is that is that from a comic book because that does sound familiar no it's a a movie he went right to the computer did you see that (laughs) (laughs) it was was definitely a a b movie i mean I, i thought it was really good it's just it didn't have a lot of budget you could tell so it wasn't wasn't like a blockbuster or anything Juan, did you say what you thought of this? I got lost in the conversation. Okay, I loved this this movie. There's not. I'm telling you, I I it was my favorite thing that we watched or that we're talking about. It was my favorite thing that we we did, and I I just I love horror that's not obtusely obsessed with CGI and with things jumping at me. And and I I love being feeling tense and then feeling unsettled and unnerved because that that's scary to me. You know, my my son can jump out of a corner and scare me. That's not that doesn't scare me at night. Scaring me at night is shit that's just unsettling and makes me feel freaked out. Yes. <laughs> like Mel's voice just coming over. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. And neither do I. <laughs> uh, yeah, I joined the call, but some jackass named Juan booted me off twice now because he doesn't like me anymore. I didn't I didn't boot you off anymore. Yeah. You just keep popping in and out of the call. Here. Oh, you want me to boot you off? I don't know why. All right, John, how about you? Did you watch any of Marianne? Or? Did not get to watch it at all, considering Doyle hit me up uh, a few days ago. Why? You no, know, I figured. No, we. Uh, uh, I think that was a group decision a few days ago. We're like, oh, fuck, yeah, invite him. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was Doyle's you idea. Take, you, take the, you take the reins on that. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool. Uh, Great. Make it happen. Love you too, Gabe. Uh, no, I, I do think it sounds amazing. Um, and it sounds like it's just goosebumps with a done for real done with a, uh, great, great plot. Now, I, if you guys give it a, uh, thumbs up, I'm going to have to go watch it. Yeah, I definitely I do. I definitely am giving this a thumbs up. Like I absolutely love the premise. It's one of, like I said, it's one of my favorite tropes, like the, the author being hunted or haunted by like her works, like, I mean, it's it like I said, it's in the mouth of madness, but from the author's perspective in like a super awesome way. Like it is genuinely a really, really good show. I can't wait to finish it. The other one, but it's it's the opposite of the kingdom. Like Mel doesn't want me to watch the kingdom ahead of her. Mel does not want to watch this show. Like I guarantee, I do not freak her the fuck out. The 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 other movie that comes to mind is the Johnny Depp movie, uh, where he's the writer and he doesn't know that he's also the murderer. Uh, Secret, Secret Nine Window. Gate. Nine Gate. Oh, oh no, Secret Window. Secret Window. Ninth Gate is the one where he discovers the Club Dumas, which is like one of my favorite fucking books of all time. It is a satanic Secret. salvation story, and it's my yeah. favorite. The Secret Window takes such a weird turn when he starts growing people into corn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what other movie? Uh, 1408 or like 1308 with uh, what's his name? Oh, Sam Jackson and shit? Yeah, and he's in he, where he's in the hotel where he's That's in the hotel and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of that same thing where the it's like a writer kind of stuck in his own creation and then it goes completely off the rails and stops making sense. Yeah. 1408 it's very good so watch watch the director's cut we're heading to the end of this episode so we've already talked about for the pop culture classic we're going to be talking about the eddie murphy movie harlem nights yes Um, the other show was called devs i think and that's oh that show's so good i haven't we're doing the two shows again thank you tim sorry i know fine i've already watched most of devs already i don't know anything about devs so say that one more time Oh, and then the other thing we're going to watch is what we do in Shadows. Uh, what I would recommend is is watching what we do in Shadows, the movie, before you watch the TV show. Uh, the, the show, the episodes are like 20 minutes long. It's not. It's super easy to fly it's super through. Short. Yeah. They're ridiculous, too, but it's yeah. rare. The, is, the, <laughs> yeah. is the show like an extension of the movie? Yes. Okay, so it does I make sense to watch the not, movie first. I then, did not know probably. there was a movie, so that's kind of crazy. So the movie comes first? Yes. Okay. That's okay. the order I should watch it. I would, yeah. So perhaps that makes sense, because I've only seen the TV show, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know there was a movie, so that's kind of crazy. Well, with that said, guys... Uh, We will talk to you very soon. We're going to be going to our live segment. Uh, Until then, I've been Gabe. I'm Tim. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. I'm John Clyde still. (gasps) I'm Mel. I'm Mel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm Mel. (laughs) (laughs) This has been another episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. Be sure to join us at TOTLB.com to find all of our social media avenues. You can also support us on Patreon by going to Patreon.com slash TOTLB. If you have an opinion, if you think we're idiots, if you think we're geniuses, if you think we're sexy, if you think we're hideous, give us a call, 970-573-6148. Leave a message. Tell us what you think. We want to know. We want to know. And of course, find us on the YouTubes at tinyurl.com slash TOTLBTube. 
That was a lot. Sorry. Share us with a friend. Tell <laughs> tell your enemies about us. You don't like us. Tell people you don't like us. If you do like us, tell people you do like us. That way people have just heard of us a bunch and more people listen. I'm gonna have I'm a good night. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here because I don't know who may or may not join in the live session and I may not get to say it. But we are, we've put <laughs> we <laughs> we put out a, a lot of interviews lately, and we've got three more, I think, four more, four. something like that. So four more so that I have to get to you. <laughs> definitely check the page for those. Uh, Rebecca Mentz, Michael Campion, uh, Farouk Farid. Um, who is the last one? Oh shit, I don't remember. But there's four of them. I'm sorry, whoever I forgot. Really good. They have been really, really good really. interviews. I enjoy it. I, I, I really enjoy the interviews. So I'm going to start reaching out to hopefully some of the cast from these movies, the orange shows we're talking about. But there's a ton of content going up. So check out the Patreon, the the YouTube page and the website. Nice. Well, we'll talk to you guys soon on our live show. Bye. Bye. Find us on the interwebs. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Walks podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albie is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production. <laughs>